Um, we are playing Kids on Bikes, which is a tabletop game about ordinary people facing the extraordinary, the supernatural, and the just plain creepy. Um, I'm CJ Linton. My pronouns are he, him, and I am jamming this game. Uh, I'm Percy. I use he, they, and Z pronouns, and I will be playing. Hi, my name is Ella. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I will also be playing. Hi, my name is Esther. My pronouns are she, her, and I am very excited to be playing. Hi, my name's Emma. I, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm also uh, excited to uh, start playing with everybody. Amazing. So we'll start with world building. There are kind of two components to setting up kids on bikes before we start playing. And the book has an order that we go through this in that I think helps us set up the setting and the characters and the relationships in a way that is really amenable to play. So we'll be following along with that. And there's nothing preset about the world at this moment. It's going to be up to us for everything. My thought for world building is that we'll just go in a circle answering questions. And if you don't have an idea for a question, you can just pass it on to the next person. And we'll go through these eight questions at the bottom of the page, um, which is roughly two questions per person, and go from there. Does that sound good? Cool. So our first question, our adventure takes place in you are coming up with a name of the town and the state. Percy, what do you think? Uh, our adventure takes place in Bromwell, Pennsylvania. Awesome. And Ella, the industry our location is best known for is? Um, I think that we have a <laughs> silicone industry. Like a factory or something. Cool. Making computer chips. Very exciting. Esther, what is our town famous for? Our town is famous for um, kind of this conspiracy theory that everybody in town knows about. Um, that there's like this vast underground network of something nefarious going on. Ooh. Does anyone have any other ideas about this underground network? Do we think it's literally literally underground or figuratively underground or both? Hmm. I mean, as someone who lives around, who is from Pennsylvania, can confirm there are a number of caves and cave systems uh, that are, is absolutely valid for, for underground stuff. Whoa. Uh, I, for some reason I was thinking, <laughs> I thought about the, there's a, there's a town in PA where there's been a fire going on underground for like <gasps> decades. And what? I don't know, that just sort of struck my, my fancy, my idea when you said underground, that was the first thing I thought of. So also again, small town, Pennsylvania, there's plenty of underground, underground society groups, even if it's just, you know, you know, a, a couple of guys who, you know, it's like the VFW or something like that, or a, a certain group of the PTA, you know. Um, so that's exactly what I was thinking about. It's Centralia, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, and it's a, it's a ghost town that um, got destroyed because of all these like coal fires underground and like collapsed and they're still burning. 
And like, because of the way that it's like, it's just an ongoing coal fire under the town. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So imagining like that without the coal fires, but, or like maybe the coal fires are hiding something underneath. Ooh. Is it connected somehow to like the war between grocery store chains? My God. (laughs) Listen, listen. I was raised in the church of Aldi's and I will die in the church of Aldi. Thank you very much. I will gladly be a part of the cult of Aldi any day. It's a Wawa versus Sheets (laughs) warring cult. Oh oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. For context, I'm also from Pennsylvania. Yay! (laughs) Incredible. Um... So we have Albi, Wawa, Sheets. Do we need a fourth um, fashion so that you can each have a different one, or is that sufficient? It's really starting to feel a little Avatar, like the four <laughs> nations once lived in harmony. <laughs> oh, my God. Wawa, Sheets, Kroger, Food Lion. They're just, I don't know. D- does Pennsylvania have A&P? That was like a Jersey thing, I think. Yeah, I think that's just out of us. I'm from California, so when I moved here, I thought people were just making up grocery stores. <laughs> uh, I, I moved, I was at the, in the Midwest for a summer stock, and I also thought that other, na- I didn't know that, was it, is it Peebles or something like that? Or Pig, I didn't know Piggly Wigglies were real. I thought people, I thought people made that up, because. Can Piggly we please Wiggly, have a cult of Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All it's hail. fictional. We can put Piggly Wiggly in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> the alternate universe Pennsylvania where there's Piggly Wigglies. We are the only, yeah, it's the, it's the only town in Pence. There's one town in Pennsylvania with a Piggly Wiggly. And it's Bromwell. And that's <laughs> the second lesser thing that your town is famous for. Yes. Um, so our, I was going to say our next question um, ties into this, but I don't know if it does. Uh, what is... Um, Emma, what is our town infamous for? See, I was actually, before we started, I was thinking of the whole coal fire thing, but now I want, I feel like something really like silly and petty, like our like famous food is like peanut butter on pickles or something, you know, just like (laughs) they're like, if you go to this town, they're going to try to get you to like, they have all this like, um, you know, merchandise about this food maybe it is i don't know i don't i'm not a peanut butter on pickles fan i've never tried it it doesn't sound good to me i just thought about it um but yeah i can i something i feel like pretty mundane especially if we have all this you know stuff going underground i feel like we're the thing that keeps people away isn't you know the cults the the fire the whatever (laughs) it's the fact that this town is obsessed with like this weird food combination and they're really proud of it and you will be forced to eat it if you go there do we like peanut butter on pickles or do we want to think of something even worse? <laughs> I like that it's just bad enough to be gross, but not like disgusting. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not like horrible. Like clearly yeah. there are worse things. It's just it's like you guys don't need to get this excited about this. It's <laughs> you anybody could do this. You could just buy peanut butter and a pickle. Why are you what is this? <laughs> what if there's also something in the pickle? That sets its apart. <gasps> like a like Ooh. a string cheese. Oh, no! oh god. Oh 
you there's different ways that you can get them done like you can get it deep fried you could get it chocolate covered oh god oh i hate that i've done this i hate that i said this Uh, i'm just channeling all of my all of my pennsylvania state farm energy just just into this and being like okay what have i seen with this burned into my mind somehow this is worse than the underground conflagration thank you so much Cool. So there are, the town is infamous for peanut butter on pickles that you can get with string cheese inserted or chocolate covered or deep fried. And those are like the three ways that you can get these pickles. Incredible. Um, Percy, we'll go back to you. Economically, how is our town doing? Uh, I think our town is floundering because I think maybe the computer chip factory is like a new thing that like kind of just like was made recently and it hasn't like driven business and prosperity to the area the way that they maybe hoped um yeah like i i think maybe like this was like a coal town for a long time and that's no longer viable so they're trying to pivot but it's like hasn't really like gotten on its feet yet yeah, I mean, I, I can confirm coming from uh, Volvo decided a couple like years ago now, I guess it was to suddenly put their national headquarters in my hometown and everyone was super excited about all the stuff was going to bring. Nothing changed. It is a tiny, boring, awful town has not gotten better. You know, if anything, sometimes it's gotten worse because now we just have this giant car factory just behind the high school. Oh, That's awful. South Central PA. (laughs) Esther and Ella, you are each going to come up with a notable local organization. So that can be um, like a, a store. It can be a town institution. It can be a group. Anything that sort of falls under that umbrella. Um, I think that, Bromwell has a like non-affiliated scouting group. It's like not Girl Scouts, it's not Boy Scouts, it's just like Bromwell Scouts um, that like you never age out of and they like make their own cookies and just like sell them to neighbors and like you know like so the moms or like the parents or whoever like know that they have to make the cookies for their kids to sell and it's just like they're all everyone just copyrighted knows. like the 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 copyright <laughs> adjacent names of no they're they're skinny um they're skinny uh, yeah skinny mints exactly yeah skinny mints or uh no they're it's a it's samoa like like a like the food no uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> Like the like the people, yeah, uh huh. It's not supposed to. No, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just everything. Ad- come with me. <laughs> yeah, they're nutty patties. Um. <laughs> They've like rearranged the syllable syllables of dosidos. <laughs> yeah, cidosies. Yeah, um, and I think that they're they're doing great, and because they don't have to like, they have no overhead. There's no like middleman like in the general like scouting. <laughs> food sales industry they just like get a bunch of cool stuff for the troop to do i love that uh esther what about you okay um i think in this floundering town there is a like the slightly wealthier section of town 
has a really intense homeowners association. So they're like really intense about, um, you know, no graffiti, no, no skateboarders malingering about um, the lawns have to be perfect. All of that. Is that is that a flamingo I saw on your yard, Dave? Excuse me, Dave. What is uh, we have to have a talk about that. That's um, we don't really do flamingos around here. Uh, we have a list of pre-approved lawn birds that are <laughs> native to the region. If you'd like to peruse the handbook, Dave. All of them cost sixty-five dollars. <laughs> Yeah, you have to buy them. Only the Homeowners Association makes them, so you have to buy them from the Homeowners Association. <laughs> we made a town of grifters, and I love it. <laughs> They're economically floundering. Someone has to be. They like, have to grift. Yeah. They have to it's grift. The Homeowners Association and the Scouts are the only thing keeping this town economically together. It's just sell. And the Homeowners Association buys from the Scouts, but the Scouts are the kids of the Homeowners Association. And so it's just, you know, they're really and circular economics. The, yeah. the, the foundation of all of this economy. <sighs> hey, I, I, oh God, now I've said it. I'm like, how, oh, I, I keep, it's the, it's the specter looming over my back of the pickles. Does this, oh my God, I'm imagining the mascot, like it's a pickle, but its hair is like a dollop of peanut butter. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's awful. Oh uh, no. There is a mascot section, but do we, do we want to go ahead and, and say that the mascot is, is the pickle? Does that feel right? <laughs> cool. Um, and then... Percy and Emma, what are two notable local landmarks that exist in Bromwell? There's like a like a hill in town and at the top of the hill is the old town hall that was like is like no longer stable enough to be um, like used as a town hall. But it's like a historical landmark and it was like made a really, really long time ago, like dating back to the 1700s um and it's like a historical building that everyone's really proud of and i'm sure nothing weird is happening there <laughs> definitely not <laughs> only only good things only good wholesome safe things yeah and i think <laughs> and i think natural i think you have to i think like every fifth grade class has to go on like a field trip to this like <laughs> terrible oh. condemned town hall that's like also kind <laughs> of like a like a coal museum um, you have to sign a waiver before you walk in <laughs> make sure everyone has their tetanus shots on the waiver it says nothing bad has ever happened here before <laughs> <laughs> Legally, we have to hear you say. You have to say it into this recording. <laughs> you have to initial next to it to like confirm that you believe it. Oh God, I'm thinking of landmarks. Um, I don't know if it's if this is really a landmark, but I kind of I really like the idea of either circling the town or running through the middle of it like a stream or river that is like really popular, and maybe there's some like. Uh, like within the town maybe and 
I don't know, maybe there's something spooky about it or maybe there's just like really good fishing there. But like, it's not a very big stream, maybe, but still, like, if you know that I I'm, I'm tapping in my dad fly fishes and we've been bonding with that over the last year or so. And so I just I, I, I have a very attached uh, I'm very attached to the, you know, going out into the the fields and, and just sort of standing and fly fishing for a couple hours. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the also I just I like the woods and stuff. So I, I imagine uh yeah, something I feel like that's a, a good thing for a town like this to have, especially with, you know, the you know, you the busy or the the the, the busyness of the industry or just like when it's kind of dead out, you know, head into the stream and kids play in it or, or you know, you can look for stuff, you know, kids go out there looking for stuff in it and things. But it's also a good fishing spot, maybe. I like that. Something wholesome for this town when there is so little of it. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> or is it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Cool. So just to run us through what we've talked about so far, um, our game is set in Bromwell, Pennsylvania. The silicon industry recently displaced what had sort of been a coal town, and it's not doing well. The town is famous for some conspiracies about the underground network of caves, there is maybe a fire. There's definitely a fire. The reason for the fire, deeply unclear. <laughs> it is infamous for peanut butter on pickles that the townspeople also do horrible things to after the peanut butter. Our local organizations are the Bromwell Scouts, who sell ripoff versions of Girl Scout cookies um, and turn quite a profit. And the Homeowners Association, who is extraordinarily aggressive, but particularly about representations of local birds. <laughs> Our local landmarks are the hill at the edge of town, and at the top of the hill is an unstable town hall that anybody who lives in town here goes on field trips to. And then there's also a stream that circles the town, and definitely the stream is normal and fine. The last, well, I guess before we move into rumors, is there anything else we want to establish about the town, things that are important to you that you think would be interesting to have or talk about? We can also continue to build things as we play the game. Uh, one thing I'm curious about is what like year slash decade we're thinking about, unless that was later and Thank I'm sorry you. to jump the gun. <laughs> no, you're that... I was going to do that after rumors, but some of the rumors might have to do with that. So let's let's talk about that now. Um, the only stipulation is that it is not quite the present, but we could do like retro early 2010s. We could do 1980s. What era sounds fun to everybody? I'm picturing with the computer chips at least 80s at the earliest because of the silicon production stuff. I mean, I don't I don't know much about the history, but I, again, I'm up for anything, but that that sort of seems to date it for me a bit. When was the like the dot com bubble burst? Thousands? Late nineties, early aughts? No. Um late nineteen nineties, it says. I mean that I, yeah, I like sense. the idea of like nineties, early aughts, yeah. Cool. So we'll go with late nineties, I think is is the move. Um and that then we'll shift to Rumors. Each of you is going to 
come up with a rumor about the town. Um, and this can be on the scale of, of anything. It can be something that is like organization level about the homeowners association or the scouts, or it can be like something someone said about a weird kid in, in class, whatever sort of comes to, to mind for you. Um, I heard that there's a new teacher at the school who um, a lot of parents are upset with the way that they are uh, teaching history class. (laughs) Stop. Is it my father? (laughs) My guidance counselor father. Absolutely. Uh, I heard that um the people who run the computer chip factory are actually backed by the mafia oh. <laughs> the amish mafia <laughs> we don't have to we don't have to <laughs> that was just my first thought i'm like I, the, again south Southampton punch can't confirm <laughs> no i need to get my peaches from them i can't get on their bad side they're the only ones with good peaches <laughs> Um, Emma and Esther, do you have any rumors that you'd like to add? I heard that there is a, uh, that Marjorie saw a yellow build magpie and is trying to uh, convince the HOA to uh, add it to their approved list of bird statues. But no one believes her because they're famously not uh, Eastern, but she is putting up a real fight to it. She has a picture on her phone, but it's super grainy and no one believes that it is actually that. But it could be, but no one thinks it is. They're in California. They're not here. (laughs) I heard that the mayor and her husband are on the outs they may be getting divorced they're definitely (gasps) separated who knows what's gonna happen to the kids how many kids do they have three and one is only four years old what a shame oh there may have been an infidelity (laughs) is the is is there any doubt about the four-year-old's parentage (gasps) We don't oh my know. Gosh. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the mayor of my hometown is, so I'm just living vicariously through knowing who your mayor is. So incredible. Uh, these are all excellent rumors. Thank you so much. I think the first decision for us to make about characters is: do we want to play kids? Do we want to play teens? Or do we want to play adults? And I think it. I'm sure there is a way to run this game like with a mixed group. I think for our purposes, we want everybody to fit into the same category. Uh, I feel open, but I would like to voice that I would love to play a kid. I was really hoping I could be like 13, but that's considered old. So I'm like cooler than everyone else. You're technically you're a teen. Technically. Like I'm a teenager now. So I'm like too cool for the rest of you. You have like a fall or winter birthday. So you're (laughs) older than everyone, but you're in our, in the same grade group. So you think you're better because you're clearly a teenager. I mean, I am better. I'm older. Of course, of course, of course, of course. (laughs) 
I'm also excited about playing a kid. Personally. Same. Cool. It is called Kids on Bikes, so let's go with that. If I could go back and be who I am now at 12 years old, I'd be way happier with who I am at 12 years old. If y'all want to be younger than 12, I can be like just whatever the one year older is. <laughs> whatever. You're just, just, just older. Just, just you know, for all nine, older. you're 10. So you're like, oh, I'm double digits. So. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. So I think we're looking at a group of like 11 and 12 year olds and one 13 year old. Think about which trope or tropes you're excited about. I will also say if you look at these tropes and none of them sound good to you, we can come up with a new and different thing for you and figure out what what dice assignments make sense for that character. I'm kind of imagining for myself like a loner weirdo, but more brains than brawn. I think the loner weirdo in there right now is like highest grit and then next are fighting brawn. And I'm kind of imagining it reversed. We can definitely make that that change. Um, so you'd be you'd be switching brains for which stat? Um, okay, what I I was like playing with it before we, I was doing some homework. I got a little over prepared. Um, what I was thinking, and please tell me if you're like that's not a real person. You can't do that. Um, I, was I will thinking, never say that. <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, grit D20, Brains D12, Charm D10, Flight D8, uh, Fight D6, Brawn D4. Yes, we, you can definitely do that. Uh, do other people have tropes they're gravitating towards i kind of uh was liking the idea and again maybe this is you know rewriting my own childhood i got way more into nature as an adult than i ever did as a kid uh especially during the pandemic um the scout really the idea of the scout really did appeal to me but i i really liked what ellis suggested about i kind of like the idea of maybe switching um, cause the charm is a D 10, but the flight is a D six. And I kind of like the idea of a little less of the, uh, <laughs> listen, 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 your girl got into bird watching and bird photography over pandemic. So I bird fact, let's talk some birds. Um, I'm being in Florida is weird cause you're in a different ecosystem and you're like normal people are here. And then you're just there like, what are all these birds? Um, anyways, on that note, I feel like I would be interested in, yeah, less of the, you know, Girl Scout, like very charming and more of the dirty child, you know, nature child. Uh, so like maybe switching uh, the the charm and the flight and getting the, the flight because I, f- I, you know, kids, you know, I feel like I, I'm not saying this is going to be me at 12, but uh, I've always prided myself on knowing on uh, anytime I go into a situation being like, hmm, what are the escape routes from where I am now? Okay. And also, and just like, I have, you know, my, my whistle that also is a uh, magnifying glass and compass. So I feel like I, I, I would like some flight bonus on that. Uh, if, if that's corresponding to the stat that I think it is. Yeah, absolutely. We can. You can make go ahead and make that switch as well. Amazing, Esther. Go ahead. Um, I think, sadly, the character I have in mind um, probably fits the bully the best. I'm thinking, but like rather than a physical bully, um, she's someone who like 
loves to undermine people and like is the one upper always and like kind of a compulsive liar. I'm so afraid of this child already. <laughs> like I, I, oh, I yeah. just got a, I literally just had a flight or fight response and I was like, oh God, I'm, I'm 24. I'm not, I'm not 12 anymore. I'm 24. I swear it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you would. Incredible. Uh, and are, are there any stat switches you would want to make for that? Or are you liking the stat layout you see there? Since you mentioned she's a little bit more of a talky person than maybe physically yeah. fighting. Um, I mean, I'm, I am welcoming suggestions because I'm not quite sure. But it seems like that right now they're high on brawn, which is less that. and. Are these the only five, uh, six categories? Yes. So, and actually we can, we can talk through what the stats do, if that feels like it will help us figure out like what sort of makes sense. So brains is your book smart stat, problem solving, how you're doing in school, academic bent. Brawn is how much brute strength a character has separate from how well they can fight just how well you can lift things and how much physical damage you can take this is also your physical intimidation stat so you could be like really tall and imposing but uncoordinated and then you would have a a tall bronze stat but a low fight stat which is the next stat and that's just how good of a combatant your character is both with weapons and melee uh flight is speed So both like figuratively and literally uh, evading problems. Um, And if you're being chased, not that that will ever come up in this game, uh, that's how quickly you can get away. Um, Charm is your social stat, reading emotions, talking to people. And then grit is, this is a little bit of a dark one, but how hard it is to break a character emotionally or physically. So keeping your head in a bad situation, um, staying cool, and then just general street smarts, or in our case, hill, bird society, and river smarts. So I think then um, she might have more... It's probably either charm or grit. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm just looking to see what... So maybe we move charm to your d20 and grit to your d12 and then i think it's fight brains and then brawn as the d4 yeah or actually no can i sorry can i make my um brawn like d8 yes just because she is older than everyone so (laughs) yeah i like that so charm d20 she had a growth spurt Exactly. She's taller than all the boys. Incredible. Cool. Um, And then Percy, what are you thinking? Um, I would like to do the funny sidekick trope, which is probably like my archetypal (laughs) (laughs) trope in this game. Play what you enjoy. Um, And I am happy with the stat allocations as they are for what I have in mind. Um, And then, so you've all picked your tropes. The next thing that you will pick is the individual 
trope selections, which are also in that page 66 section. You're picking age, you're picking strengths, flaws, and a first name. Yeah, I think I I think I know my kids' deal. Um, Let's hear it. Great. So, uh, my name is uh, Kodiak, but I go by Cody because that's easier. And um, I'm 11 years old. My strengths are that I'm easygoing and prepared. And my flaws are that I am blunt and paranoid. Love that. Thank you. Uh, my name is Hank. I'm 11 years old. My strengths are that I am gross and that I am protective. Uh, and my flaws are that I am uh, reckless and absent-minded, <laughs> which go great together. I love that uh, gross is a strength in this game. Genuinely. Yeah, I I actually also think uh, I'm thinking gross. I'm feeling gross for my my dirty girl, uh, my rowdy child. Um, but uh, gross and prepared. Um, I was thinking of skilled at, but I, I feel like it's too specific. But I mean, I. <sighs> um, I, I could be tempted before we play to maybe switch it. For now, I'm feeling gross and prepared. Um, I could switch to. I mean, I have the book. It's gonna. This is gonna be a bird nerd kid. Um, but I think in general, outdoorsy stuff. Uh, but flaws, I'm thinking um, absent-minded and restless. Cause your girl got that ADD. Which again does make you a very good bird watcher. Can confirm from personal experience. <laughs> you notice when small things move. And do you have a name for your girl yet? Um, I don't think I have a name yet for her. Yeah, I'm thinking 12. I'm thinking 12 years old. Uh, I might, if, yeah, I might come back with a name in a little bit. I have some ideas popping around my head. Awesome. And Esther, any thoughts yet? No worries if you're still thinking. I would say her strengths are that she is tough and intuitive very good at reading people and situations. Um, and her flaws are that she's insecure and petty. And I do not have a name. Uh, That's totally fine. You can keep thinking as we continue throughout great. character creation. I've never named a character on the fly, so I don't <laughs> expect all of you to. Um, An unfortunate amount of characters of my characters have been named. It's either I do like 50, you know, like like 10 days of of like looking into research and like, you know, etymology or it's literally the game is about to start. And I say this and that's it. There's no in between. So we'll see which I, I one this is. I go with that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this one. Yep. Oh, actually, that works really well. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I have a name for her. I'm going to call her George and the uh, Regina George <gasps> homage. Oh, that's so good. I'm Amazing. also getting a little bit of George from Nancy Drew vibes. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. Nancy Drew. That's honestly crazy because as you were saying, George, I was thinking Fred. Short for Frederica. I might be tempted to go Fred. Because I think that's a really cute name for, yeah. Oh, my God. 
Can we do that? Can we have Fred and George in the same? <laughs> Is the racist transphobic authoress going to come after us? Oh no. We're taking Fred They're and George back from the yes. 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 Redemption for perfectly for otherwise yes. perfectly serviceable names. Exactly. Yes. Fred and George but and yeah, Hank I'll, and I think Cody. I'll, I'll go with Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't even realize. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Frederica Fred now. Cool. Um, and then Percy and Ella, sorry if I missed it. Do you have pronouns for your characters? He, him. Um, he, him for Cody. Cool. Awesome. Love our little group. Um, so the next part of, of this is answering some questions about character relationships and and what, e- and what each of you will be doing is you will answer two questions about each character you know at the table and one question about each character that you don't know. So I guess another question is, do we think you all know each other or is someone a newcomer? Can everyone say their character's ages again? Because that would help. Hank is 11. Cody is also 11. I was thinking Fred is 12, but I could be persuaded to 11. George is 13 years and one month old. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like it's fun if Cody and Hank are in the same grade and maybe know each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe Fred and George are in the same grade. It's just. Um, I was going to say, yeah, if, if 12 and 13, yeah, that would make sense. So are we leaning that we can have you all know each other or we can have Cody and Hank know each other and Fred and George know each other? but not so much crossover yet. What sounds like a good jumping off point? Maybe we know of each other, at least, you know, like recognizable, I feel like. At least I feel like Cody, I feel like I wouldn't, a lot of people would, you know, you would know if Cody's alone or I feel like, you know, I feel like I would know Cody when I passed him in the hall. Yeah, small town, like if we've been going, if there's like one school that we've all been going to, and there's like one scouting group. Yeah. <laughs> then so we for probably the, like yeah. The characters that you don't know, just to clarify that category, it's not like I've never seen this person before in my life. Sort of the spirit of those questions is like, what good thing have you heard about this character that you don't believe is mm. true? Or like what wonderful thing did this Ooh. character do? So it's the absence of a personal relationship. But certainly there are rumors and impressions that you would have. I feel like it's fun if there are characters that we don't that we don't know and characters that we do know. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That two and two split, I think. Cool. So is it Hank and Cody are friends or like know each other and Fred and George know each other? Mm-hmm. Yes. Fred and George are definitely I don't think Fred and George are friends, but I think. No. I'm going to I'm going to make a uh, maybe out get a claim here, claim here and just say that I don't think Fred and George are, are best friends. I don't no, think, I don't so. think so either. I everything. I am terrified of George. I, I am. A, I am. I'm terrified of George. I can't imagine how Fred feels. Love that. Um, so I think in the the interest of sort of going around, I'm going to ask all of you to get a D20 and you can do that online or like with a physical die, whatever feels like the fun choice for you. Um, and we'll we'll start with Percy, if you want to roll your two questions about um, Cody 
or Hank, I guess, if you want to roll your two questions about Cody. So my first question about Cody is what do you and this character have a mutual weird love of? And I, we can let this, like, I don't want to impose the weird hyperfixation that I imagined for my specific character on Cody, but if that tracks, then we can run with it or we can like talk about it. Um, the way that I imagine Hank is that he's really, really into cowboys or dinosaurs, either of those two, but I'm leaning cowboys, but I feel like either of those is like fun. Um, if you have a thought Please about Please go that. cowboys. Okay, then yeah. Then we then Cody and Hank both have this really like He's weird deep love boy. of they love cowboys. <laughs> oh my god, wait. Honestly <laughs> honestly Hank might be a horse boy. I mean like listen, obsession with cowboys is just the te- the the you know middle school boy version of a horse girl. Like it's it's you're also into horses, but you have to pretend it's about cowboys. Don't get me wrong, I love cowboys, but you're a horse boy. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then you'll want to go to the next page, which is the negative relationship question, uh, and answer that about Cody as well. Okay. Um, and that question is, what does this character do that makes you immediately lose your temper? Um, and I think this is like a gross and wholesome answer, but I'm, it's the answer that feels genuine to me. I think... Um, I think Hank gets really, really mad whenever Cody says something like negative about himself oh. or like puts himself down and Hank That's gets really so sweet. <laughs> so, uh, Ella will go to you and Cody next. If you want to do those same two roles, uh, for Hank. Yeah. Okay. First one is 11. What lengths would you go to in order to defend this character? Um, Cody doesn't have, like, any friends. I think Cody is very much like, well, I, I don't know if Hank really, like, considers me his friend. You know, we're, we're close. We play cowboys sometimes, and, like, that's cool. Um, but I think that, like, he's also very ready to, like, defend that one thing, that one friendship that they have, and, um, has done so um I I know that Hank is gross or like has some gross things and Cody will definitely like do something grosser if it's something that needs to be covered up if it's something that Cody is like Hank's gonna be embarrassed about that um Cody will make a distraction (laughs) I'm also imagining um like if Cody ever says like, oh, like, I don't know if we're like friends, like we like love, like, like we hang out today and then Hank just gets really mad and storms away and is like, <laughs> how dare you say that about yourself? Of course we're friends. <laughs> but it's this terrible mutually reinforcing like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> he stormed away. <laughs> yes. Um, and then for the negative... Ooh, 20. Um, How did this character betray you the last time you confided in them? Cody is very, not necessarily private, but like self-conscious about um, his home life and doesn't talk to many people about it. And I think that 
like maybe out of carelessness or like maybe in a bid for social capital, um, you can decide what that was, uh, Percy, but um, maybe Hank like publicized some facts, publicized some things about uh, Cody's home life to like the rest of the class or whatever. And that was a bummer. (laughs) I forgive you. It's all good. You're my one friend. (laughs) If you want to call it friends, you know, no big deal. (laughs) Extremely cute. With that, let's go to George. Let's roll your two questions for Fred. Okay. So, ooh, what would losing this character mean to you, number 16? I think that George sees Fred as a dirty little weirdo. <laughs> um, I think George is also a little bit insecure about having a boy's name. And so the fact that Fred also has like a stereotypical boy's name, both infuriates her, but also if she lost that, she would feel a loss there. I love how specific that is. <laughs> It's very good. And then negative is 12. Um, How far would you go to avoid being alone with this character? (laughs) I love it. I love going from the wholesome best friends to this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think George doesn't necessarily have to avoid Fred, but... She will definitely, like, if Fred ever comes near her or, like, tries to talk to her, she will definitely push her away by commenting on, like, wow, your fingernails are really dirty. Oh. <laughs> listen, I, this is so, <laughs> listen, my fingernails are always dirty and I feel attacked. Um, it's fine. This is fine. <laughs> No, I love me, it. I love it. Let me just say, Emma, personally, I adore oh, no. this. Yeah. No, I just, absolutely. Uh, if, if it triggers no. anything, just let me know. Same. No, 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 no. I absolutely will. No, this is, no, I was, the thing is, I didn't get bullied in high, in middle and okay. high school because I was invisible. So <laughs> on that front, there are other emotional issues to deal with. That's fine. <laughs> My nails are nicer now, I will say. I swear to God they are. Even though I even though I do carpentry, I have to put extra effort in. Incredible. Um, and then let's go ahead and roll uh, Fred's for George. This was the one. This is a natural one. So I got, what did this character do for you that makes you owe them a debt you can't repay? That's interesting to me. <sighs> I'm trying to think of if it was... Whatever this was, if it was a moment of something genuine from George or if it was like a fleeting thing that Fred either misinterpreted or something. I, I feel like that's sort of a question for for Esther, what you think of because I, I like the idea of something like that. Like maybe, uh, you know, when they were a bit younger, uh, I don't know. I'm trying I'm, so I'm trying to think of what would fit in with with this dynamic that I'm sort of picturing in my head, if you have any ideas on that. I could see them having been like kind of friends when they were younger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was, 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 did, did George used to be a little grubby? (laughs) Well, I think George actually comes from like one of the poorest families in town. 
Um, that's yeah. partially mm-hmm. why she's so insecure. Uh, yeah. And so like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, rolling around the dirt was kind of like what she did to get out of the house for a while. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there was like, I wonder if there was like, uh, you know, genuinely a something of, uh, you know, like going on an expedition or something when they were like, you know, running off or something when they were younger and like maybe, you know, Fred about to step on like uh, a a log that was going to break or something and like George pulling her out of the way in time or something like that. You know, Fred probably or George doesn't probably think about too much, but Fred like genuinely is like as much as, you know, she's terrifying. She like, she's like, you know, in that 12 year old brain of like, she saved my life. Like this person saved my life. And that, and like, yeah. How do you, even if it, you know, maybe she just would have fallen into the river, like into the stream and like gotten wet. It was like in her head, it was this dramatic, you know, expedition adventure moment. And I think she probably, you know, keeps that, keeps that uh, in the back of her head. And so she owes, (laughs) Oh my God, of course. She owes George a life debt. She <laughs> owes George a, she owes George a Gungan life debt. <laughs> I also think um, since George is several months older than Fred, she was obviously mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, I think she was like, oh my, like she was very self-aggrandizing and was like, I saved your life just now. You know, like, I think she yeah. may oh, have yeah. like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Helped helped build up that narrative in exactly. <laughs> in uh, in Fred's head, but genuinely, yeah, I mean, in the way that you know, over dramatic, you know, kids are of of uh, you know, it it was real and and then a big thing to them. So I think, yeah, I think Fred thinks that George saved her life, and so she, whatever else happens, she owes her a life debt. Just a question: Do we think this was at at the stream, or do we think this was at the old town hall? Ooh, I picture the stream just because I picture uh, Fred being there more, but I could definitely see George convincing Fred at some point to go to the town (laughs) hall if she wanted to. I kind of like the idea of like, basically George put Fred in danger in the first place, but then Fred thinks Again, you're, you're, you know, in in that way that you have like a kid who is like, barely a year older it's like okay you're the one in charge so you Fred George was fully responsible for the whole situation I like that too uh do we think streamer or town for that situation or uh town hall I feel like stream makes sense yeah again like it you know who knows how dangerous it actually I feel like it would probably be less dangerous in a stream but still dangerous enough that like shouldn't have happened yeah so i picture i picture it one part of some part of the stream maybe like a little bridge or something or a uh, a log bridge or something wonderful and then go ahead and roll negative question Ooh, that was six i rolled a six which is what is this character doing either knowingly or unknowingly that hurts you <laughs> a lot of, i feel like a lot of things <laughs> i think uh similarly i think Fred doesn't have a lot of friends just because she doesn't really I think she genuinely likes animals and more and being outdoors more so it's not that she feels like the loss maybe of friends or at least she thinks that she doesn't um but I think that maybe there was you know there was some kind of friendship maybe they like maybe they grew up like next door to each other or down the street from each other like and you know in that way that you're 
sort of forced into relationships with people at that age based on either convenience of you're in the same class or you live near each other and you're like the only kids near each other. So I kind of I kind of maybe see that they were friends or at least closer friends at some point and just at some point, uh, you know, George started acting kind of just even if it was maybe just like one instance of, you know, one day everything being normal and then the next day George just not really paying attention and in, in dismissing her, I think is a big thing for her is, is feeling not even hurt, but just dismiss like when George like dismisses her and is just like, Oh, like whatever, or like not really paying attention to when Fred is trying to talk to her. I think that hurts. I mean, I was going to say cool, not cool. Very sad. Not cool. Uh, it's, it's sad. It is, it is sad, but you know, that's, I don't need friends. I have birds and worms. Uh, speaking of which, I do think I am because I read more about the gross thing. And I it's I, I, I assume more like grubby than gross for her. So I think I am going to switch to uh, prepare, uh, prepared and skilled at. I don't know if, if wilderness survival is too broad of a spectrum. No, um, I think that's or, fine. I think that's fun. Awesome. I think that gives us yeah. options. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that taking the scouting part of the Bromwell Scouts very seriously. Oh, yes, absolutely. Percy, we'll jump back to you, and I will have you roll the character you don't know questions for Fred and George. Okay, so the first one, I'm going to start with George, and that is a 19, which is what scandal in the town was this character involved with? What? I think it might have something to do with George's parents and like, please jump in. Like, I don't want to decide anything for you. I think, I think it, I think it was maybe like, maybe there was some like tension in the, in the marriage or something like that. Like there was some kind of like very public fight that George's parents had and like small town gossip, like everybody was talking about it. Um, yeah, and I think like maybe Hank has heard like some judgmental comments about George's parents. And can I jump in with a quick yeah. question for Esther about George? What do you think your your parents' situation is? Like what would they have been fighting about? I think this very public fight was actually so, like constant fights at the local bar. Like, it's practically a weekly thing where they, like, because her dad basically lives at the bar, and then her mom has to go get him, and then they fight about everything. Gotcha. Um, cool. Um, the second question that I have for George is, what bad thing have you heard about this character that you can't believe is true? And I think... Cause you said that George is like a bully, but in like a, like a mean girl's way, not like a beating people up way. Right. And if this is like a direction we don't want to go, I can, I can pivot. But I wonder if like Hank heard like a rumor that she was so mean to a kid that they had to like switch schools. And there's a rumor that they had to like go to some kind of like psychiatric hospital. Like they got like really messed up by it. And Hank is like, that can't be true. I hope that's not true, but I can see that rumor circulating yeah like i feel like at least as far as hank is aware george's reputation is yeah just somebody who's like 
really, really good at being like mean and making you believe the things that she says about you. That's the thing I'm insecure about. <laughs> yeah, like that specific thing. So I think it's just one about characters you don't know. So let's just do one for Fred. And if we feel like we still want to do more at the end, once we get through all of those, we can do another round. Does that sound good? Um, cool. So I will roll for Fred. Um, who does this character have a very public feud with, which I have, feel like has a really obvious and easy answer. And I've kind of feel like I kind of feel like it's with George, but I wonder if we want to if you want to have a second feud. It's the um, head of the homeowners association. That's whoever's in charge of the birds with the homeowners association. Oh, you know what? I know what it is. I know what it is. I think you have a very public feud with um like teen leader of the scout troop. <gasps> oh, absolutely. Oh my god, yes. Because you're like Oh my god. You're so focused on on the cookies and the business end of things, uh -huh. and I'm learning nothing about wilderness survival. Yeah. Like yes, I've had to yes. teach myself. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think you You're have just a very obsessed with capitalism when it's about nature. Yeah, fully. yeah. Like I think oh you have God. a very like firm idea of like what scouts are for, and it's like not in alignment with the leader of the scout troop. I love that. <laughs> Extremely good. Thank you, Percy. Um, Let's go to Ella. Yeah. Okay. I will roll first for George. Um, a nine. What volunteer work have you heard that this character does? A little, little redemption arc for, for George here. Um, I think that I heard... <laughs> I heard that you work at the animal shelter, or you volunteer at the animal shelter, specifically with, like, um, aggressive dogs that people deem unadoptable. Uh, and I've, I've heard through the grapevine that you have, like, a magic touch where, like, these dogs that are super mean to everyone else um, are super chill with you. I love that. <laughs> I was like, we gotta get some good things in here about George. That's so good. That's so good. She's so scary that even the dogs like are afraid of her, but like because of that, that she's able to help them. Oh. I don't think it's even fear. I think the dogs just also recognize like, yes, hey, yes. you've had a tough life. We've had a yeah. tough life. Like we are speaking the same language yeah. where we just like we both bark have loud. This, yeah, the defense we, mechanism of exactly, yeah. yes. We both just like bare our teeth and people choose not to spend time with us and get to know us. But like, we both know that you can put the time in and get there. <laughs> <laughs> Fred put the time. Oh my god. Fred put the time in, and then George just didn't matter. Didn't matter. Mm, I get it. Let's okay. try it. And then for Fred, what is? Oh, I also got the very public feud, so I will re-roll. Everyone knows about the. Everyone knows about the scout thing. <laughs> it is not a secret. <laughs> Um, Fred, much five. like me, feels very strongly about things. Mm. Uh, I got number five. What strange record does this character hold in the town? And I feel like I feel like the obvious answer is something bird related. Um, 
but I wonder if we can we can flesh this character out a little bit more. I think that Fred has um Ooh, okay, so one summer Fred spent like the whole summer uh collecting like litter and trash off the side of the road to make like a huge like political artwork that was like a mosaic of litter and trash and it was this beautiful scene of like birds by the stream um but like there were some birds that were like dead and choking on cigarette butts um, <laughs> and like Fred is so everyone... much cooler. Fred is so much cooler than I would am ever gonna be. This is such a hard character. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. And it's like something that people refer back to. Like it is. It's like a timestamp in the town's history of like, oh yeah, that happened this summer that Fred made that big uh, art out of cigarette butts. <laughs> awesome. Those are both excellent. Let's go to uh, George. And roll for Cody and Hank. So, Cody. Ooh. Okay, what do you hope to gain by humiliating this relative stranger? <laughs> 12. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Cody. Cody, Cody, Cody. George has seen Cody... <laughs> off by himself looking real sad um she doesn't really know what his deal is but like he clearly doesn't fit in and it's not that she wants to humiliate him it's just like he's such a weirdo and i feel like deep down she feels that the more she can call attention to um, how weird Cody is, the less people will notice her own issues. Yeah. She's got problems, <laughs> this girl. Man. I hope we all get therapy. I know, right? <laughs> As adults. <laughs> okay. Ten. How far would you go to get to know this character and why? I think George actually finds Hank kind of entertaining. She 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 feels very unthreatened by him. So she would like she would hang out, you know. She would um or she would let him hang out with her, even though like she's obviously older and cooler but like he might be entertaining <laughs> listen he's the funny sidekick trope exactly <laughs> yeah yeah you'll never have to be afraid of him stealing your spotlight but he'll be entertaining yeah and he'll never like actually push my buttons no. very unthreatening to you cool uh, let's go to Fred Okay, um, so yeah, I'll do um, Cody first. Um, okay, uh, what charming habit is this character known for throughout the town? Ooh, I'm trying to think of something Cody does. 
that Cody would do. I feel like it's it's a long it's not like official volunteer work, but I feel like it's maybe Cody does something nice for one of the like public um, area. Like, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, like helping with like the garden outside of the library or something like making sure that it looks nice like some like public building or something that like cody helps keep nice or something maybe um i don't know i don't know unless you yeah if you have any any strong thoughts ella about something like that i think that's right on track i think cody just like sees something wrong and is like yeah. better better go like pull the weeds yeah like better yeah. Ugh, like that, yeah. that bricks out of place i better go like yeah. fix yeah that. he's and so he's, people a, think, he's sort of like yeah. yeah little handyman around town or something else almost <laughs> right and people see it as like oh what a wholesome child but he's really like it would drive me insane yes. to continue yes. uh-huh. to see these weeds <laughs> and like you're not gonna do it so i guess i Absolutely. a child must yes sweat where are the adults where is the where is the city council no i an 11 year old yeah i'll do this <laughs> yeah. i love that um okay and then for hank oh i got 13 what bad reputation does this character have around town Ooh, what is Hank? Hank is canonically gross. <sighs> I wonder <laughs> yeah, I if, as the funny, on uh, the reverse of, of almost the, the opposite of of um, Cody, Frank will uh, or Hank will sometimes um, go out of his way to like you know, fart in the library or like, yeah, like, you know, do like, like, especially it's a special library, but like also like in school, like during like class or something like be in these, these spaces. I'm thinking it's mostly the library. He just like will suddenly fart or burp. And it's not, not like arm is full on committed to the bit. And he is, I, I don't think they can ban him from the library, but he is by no means a welcome figure there. Like they can't, as someone who worked at library, if you're not actively causing trouble, I can't, keep you out of there and you are a child but the entire staff just like bristles every time he walks through the door and it's like you know i'm, I'm just here for a book report or something but they know they know that something's he's gonna, gonna happen. crop dust the library yeah yeah he's gonna crop dust <laughs> or he's gonna like use a use a, like a tissue it's like like he'll do like i don't think he does little things like tissues i think it's just it's the attention it's the funny sidekick they're like oh Oh, Hank, you're so funny. And then everyone who works there is like, I I can't with this kid. I just <laughs> you are can't. not funny at I'm all. I'm not getting paid. You're not funny. I you did that. You, there are different people here. We've been here all day. You've done this three times in one day. You have to take a book or leave. I think then the because the like actual like mechanical way that gross works is that you have like a gross thing you can do on command. So I think Hank could fight yes. on command. Oh, God, of course he can. Oh, it's the worst. He probably like and he's able to do like sometimes, you know, sometimes I, he doesn't even like mix it up. So like they won't. So like he'll usually do like the loud one, but then the silent but deadly, like he'll pull <laughs> out all the stops. And that's the staff is like. He goes to like story they know, time. They know. And they're like, yeah. oh, he hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> and then halfway through and the story. And then slowly start just something. <laughs> <Hank>! <laughs> Incredible. Excellent. 
So um, how do we feel about character establishment? Do we feel like we're in a good place with how all these characters relate to each other? Awesome. Then we will shift to the last little part of this, which is motivations, fears, backpacks, last name, and trope-specific questions. Um, And we can take a a little bit to think about all of those and then maybe just go around uh, and share kind of all in a set because these are pretty short answers. Um, okay, I can I can give some of these a go. Um, so, uh, Cody's last name is um, Thompson Lee Garcia Smith. Uh, it's a well-known fact that uh, Cody's family is a polycule. And um, so Cody has a lot of caregivers and... Um, parental figures and tries I to die take his many names. <laughs> um, a lot of teachers just say um, uh, Cody Thompson uh, to, to keep it simple. And did you have thoughts about any of the other questions yet? <sighs> yeah. Okay. So for motivation... Cody's had like these values instilled in him of like like not being like wake up sheeple of like you know not just going with the flow not just like doing something because everybody else has to do it so like part of Cody's lonership is like trying to stand out from from the pack so to speak um so I, I think that that might be uh his motivation there um, and then for fears, it says this interesting thing of, like, children usually fear things that rationally they shouldn't fear and don't fear things that they ought to. So I'm wondering if Cody's fear is something specific or if it's, like, a more general um, vibe. And, yeah, do you have thoughts on that of, like, what makes most sense for game world? Um, specific is always fun. Um, but if there's something thematic and broad that you feel like really resonates with the character, uh, that, that can also, I'm, I'm open to either. I'll go with specific then. Um, Cody, uh, got really into, um, uh, mythology a couple summers ago and is terrified of, um, the idea of like cursed tombs, like really super super scared of of any kind of cursed tomb. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in his backpack, he always has a snack. Um, he always has like a gluten free, nut free, <laughs> dairy free snack. Uh, of some kind and maybe like a little bento box kind of, of like assorted small snacks. Um, I think that he always has um, something to write on and something to write with and um, (laughs) a little like 
envelope of um, love notes from uh, his caregivers that like they just sort of slip in there and there are just like too many of them. It's like sweet, but also like, why are there like eight notes in here from everybody who was in my house this morning? Um, And uh, do you remember those books that there was like a pirates one and a dragon one and like uh, uh, like different like mythology ones. Those but like they really were, big like, with the gems in the cover. Fairyology, yeah. wizardology, absolutely. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, he's really into those and always like keeps them out of the library too long. I'm not sure which one he has in his backpack right now, but it's always something along those lines. And then I think he has like. One of those multi-tools for kids that's, like, a bit too big and chunky and has, like, no really sharp edges. <laughs> um, yeah. Those are the first things that are coming to my mind. Oh, and and um, a reusable water bottle. Awesome. And if you if you think of anything else, you're welcome to, to add a couple other things my first thought when you said he has a multi-tool for kids is that fred has a multi-tool not for kids <laughs> literally in, in my head i just thought fred has a knife <laughs> i don't know how she got it fred has it literally in my head i'm so glad i'm not the only one i just thought she just she is yeah yeah fred has a multi-tool not for kids <laughs> Uh, on that note, I mean, I can I I'm struggling a little bit with motivation, but I do think I have some other ideas for Fred potentially. Um, yeah, let's hear. I it. think I think her last name. I'm feeling Fred Hudson. I don't know why. I just I it's one of those things where I said it, and then I'm trying to think of others, and I'm like I can't think of anything else. So yeah, I definitely think full name Frederica does not go by it because she thinks it's weird as hell. Um, but yeah, I think. I I am feeling with Fred fear wise I think it's I I want to say as morbid as it sounds um death but I I don't know if maybe it's something more specific like genuinely like underpreparedness or something because I I'm starting to form sort of a picture of her in my head and I'm feeling maybe child to a single parent. I was thinking mom, but I I kind of am picturing dad, just like a very, you know, I don't know how long ago, maybe her mom passed, maybe when she was really young, you know, not to, not to fridge a mom, but, um, I, but I'm a sucker for a good, sweet, wholesome dad and uh, a rough, you know, just, just doesn't really know what to do with this kind of wild child, but, you know, still, I think probably, you know, more blue collar working doesn't, worries too much about not spending enough time with her but she thinks you know you know she doesn't notice it at all and and just you know adores him and i think maybe some of that preparedness and that wilderness survival is sort of that you know control and knowing everything in every situation and so i think in her backpack she definitely has like you know a multi-tool um but also like a first aid kit she probably has you know uh, you know, in a in some fun stuff because I do think that you know how much of her nature thing is wilderness survival and how much of it is just genuinely a nerdy kid who loves nature. So I think there is you know the the animal identification guide. There's I think bird watching is probably 
the aspect of the nature stuff that is more fun and less like I need to know all of these things because I think she also does have like a how do you know how to survive blank those kinds of books and like identifying a lot of books of identifying plants and and stuff or that are edible uh, and the first aid kit. Um, but yeah, motivation wise, I'm still struggling a little bit, though. I don't know if it's just I'm trying to think of a goal. So I might I might come back to that in a little while. Totally fine. Um, in terms of the fear of death, I wonder if it's general, but then also there's maybe a more specific tie to that incident yeah. with George, like drowning yeah. or water or yeah. something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially since if George sort of pulled away from her feeling a little like, you know, if someone else says if she's not around to save me, I got to be there to save myself kind of thing. That's very intense and very good. <laughs> we got sad kid hours, man. <laughs> this is fun. And now we're getting into. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Esther, Percy, did you want to go next? Yeah, I have. I think I have Hank figured out. Um, I think his full name is uh, I think his I think his full name is Henry, but he goes by Hank um, and his last name is Boswell. In the vein of like, this is a thing that I when I was like 11 years old thought that I would have to know about and it's never come up. But I think Hank is like deathly afraid of quicksand. Um, like he is, he's terrified of, of the possibility that quicksand will, will be <laughs> like a thing that he encounters. Um, I think his motivation for conduct, I think I picture Hank as like very much like a latchkey kid, like both his parents work out of the house and aren't home very often. So he kind of was like raised by TV. I think Hank is definitely some flavor of neurodivergent and definitely like loves cowboys in that specific like hyper fixated way um and watches a lot of like old westerns that he shouldn't be allowed to watch sort of thing um so i think his motivation is like the idea of like fighting bad guys like i think he like thinks there are some kind of like archetypal bad guys in town and he's gonna like rough them up and drive them out sort of thing um and i think in his backpack i think he wears a cowboy hat and a plastic sheriff star and a toy pistol everywhere he goes. Uh, I think he always also has his house key and his pet rock named Sandy. Um, and those are the only things that he carries with him. <laughs> Where did he get the name Sandy from? Um, he doesn't know anything about rock, so he thinks it's sandstone. But it's definitely just like a rock like it's probably like you a piece of concrete you can't tell fred that you can't tell fred that she's gonna hate she's gonna be she's gonna be like i mean it's not sandstone but okay. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that's the central conflict of the campaign yeah. <laughs> litigating this rock's name oh my um wonderful and then esther so George's last name is Prevanathan. Um, and one of her fears is a uh, roll call on the first day of class when the teacher always mispronounces it. Um, she, her motivation is that she needs to prove that she's actually superior to everyone around her. And so she's afraid of anyone thinking she's inferior 
usually if people think she's poor or weird or anything like that. She's also afraid of her mom leaving their family because she's constantly threatening to do so. And she's afraid of creatures with more than two eyes because that is abnormal and unnatural. (laughs) Um, She has in her backpack doggy treats for when she volunteers. (laughs) She's not really supposed to give them treats, but she sneaks them anyway. She also has a diary that she like has a little lock and key for. And like, no one knows that she has that. And it's, it's, it's got like, she, she has like little puffy stickers for it and stuff too. I know we're too, we're too early in the 90, early 90s for the one. Do you guys remember the voice activated diary that never, <laughs> there was what? like a little voice, like it was so crappy. It was like this little, it was like early aughts, mm-hmm. this like voice, you, you would have to say a command word and the thing never, like, cause it was just, <laughs> it was so low quality that you would say it. And I had one, like when I was really little, never worked, never worked the thing. I could never get it open once it was closed. It was off. It was very super cool in theory. You know, when you're little and you're like, oh my God, voice activated. And it was like, I can't open this more than once. You just have to reset the password each time. It's, it's, it's nothing. It was like 10 bucks at Walmart. Google, Google says these have existed since at least 1999. <gasps> okay. So. <laughs> oh my God. You're, but you're making me think of, um, and this is definitely like, late 90s like there were these um like electronic they weren't voice activated but they were like electronic diaries or like like social calendars and stuff right mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember I what they a, were mm-hmm. yeah i was a big diary kid so like i had all of these types of diaries <laughs> there we go there i got go. so i got in so much trouble because my parents tried to open my electronic diaries and they couldn't guess my code and like it was oh oh, my god bring back the memories anyway please continue esther (laughs) um also late 90s yeah she has a tamagotchi that she's had since childhood um that like it's not cool to have one anymore and like no one can ever find out but she like takes it really tamagotchis have always been cool and will always be cool always (laughs) anything else in your backpack um i think she carries also like like lip gloss you know like because she's a teenager now (laughs) what kind of lip gloss are we talking Are we talking like that glossy, like flavored lip gloss, or do you have like oh my god chapstick um, because it's for adults? Is it the no. super pale, the super pale skin that cut co- yeah lip smackers? Yes, uh, <laughs> you know what she has. So George has an older sister who's like fifteen years older than her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's out of the house, but she gave her a juicy tube. Do you remember what these are? <laughs> Oh, late 90s nostalgia. Can I retcon that Hank has a Game Boy Color in his backpack? Of course. (gasps) Oh, oh my God. I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely the red one. Um, It definitely doesn't have any like that many games for it. Like it's maybe just like Pokemon. Um, Could I retcon that Cody has um, an unbranded personal gaming device? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I love Cody. I love all these children so much. Oh my god. Of course he has 
a oh my god. <laughs> um, and another thing that uh, Cody has <laughs> in his backpack because because like it's not one of those. It's not like a Game Boy where you can like swap games in. It just has like six preloaded games in it. Like one is like um, Pong and one is like Snake or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Cody will like scrounge underneath lockers and stuff to see if anybody else dropped their games to give them to Hank. That made me weirdly emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cody might be a little of a klepto. Just like a, a little... I think he, he might have some sticky hands. I, I'm i here for it. Um, can Hank also have a Razor scooter? But he ha- he's given it like a horse name. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what, like a, what, a, what a stereotypical horse name is, but... <laughs> Let's see what Google So says. everyone else has a bike and you have a razor scooter. <laughs> a razor sc- ah, yes. My actual childhood. I was terrified of learning how to ride a bike. So I just like tried to keep up with my friends on my razor. Okay, so yeah, Hank has a razor scooter and he calls it Cash. <laughs> and he'll get really mad if anybody doesn't use his scooter's name. Is it after Johnny Cash or is it just? <laughs> yeah, I think it's after Johnny Cash. I think he has like <laughs> parents who like, yeah, are like into like country music. Oh my God. My real life car's name is Johnny Cash, but she's a girl. <laughs> That's very, I love that. I love her. Um, Wonderful. So the last thing that we need to do is you have two little trope questions that tie into kind of that that angle so like for the loner weirdo why are you happier fending for yourself is one of the questions and those are just for you about your own character um but i i'd love if we could share those so you can take a minute or two to think and then we can go around again okay i'll jump in what, okay, so question one is why are you happier fending for yourself? Um, because there are so many like adults in so many relationships in my life all the time. I'm like very used to like daily family meetings and like constantly overhearing these like very therapy speak conversations of like, I recognize your feelings right now and I honor those feelings. <laughs> And I feel like you're not recognizing and hearing my feelings about this subject. And I think that that's how Cody thinks that like all relationships, like friendships, et cetera, operate. And it's just like, that's exhausting. Like I would rather just (laughs) like, I I would rather. Yeah, for sure. I would rather Cody would rather just like, figure himself out and be like really sure of himself and be like you know what like other people will get to know me when they want to get to know me um yeah i'll go okay question two is um what part of the cool kid life do you wish you had just a little bit cody has a deep appreciation for fashion Like, when Cody sees fashionable people, um, like, in magazines, in real life, and really just, like, flamboyant and, like, eccentrically fashionable people, Cody is like, I want that. 
um, I want to like have all these like like glittery clothes and cool like I definitely think that um, Cody has like seen uh, um, uh, George's lip gloss and been like it's so shiny um, <laughs> and I think that yeah there's something about being able to like decorate one's plumage to uh, <laughs> to, to use a bird related <laughs> turn of phrase that really appeals to Cody and that Cody wishes um, he could do more I love that for Cody <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have Hank's questions. The first one is, what do you always do to lighten your friend's moods? Um, And I think Hank is very much like a class clown type. So he will like fart or do something gross or like go bother somebody on like a bystander to like, like he'll make himself the butt of the joke pretty frequently or he'll like go do something like reckless and dangerous. He'll be like, watch me like run down the banister of the stairs um, or like, yeah, just like something with no care Fully for that his kid that like just jumps off of a high ledge and be like, watch this. Like, what did you think was going to happen? What yeah, did like you big, think was going to happen? Big, like hold my juice box energy. Um, <laughs> oh my uh, juice yeah, he, like he, he will absolutely like make himself the butt of the joke or make himself like, like put himself in danger to lighten other people's moods. If he like senses that that might be useful or helpful to to someone or that somebody needs that um and the second question is when does being in the sidekick role frustrate you i think hank is has sort of like maybe even recently through becoming better friends with cody sort of realized that a lot of people that he would call like his friends only seem to care about like what he can offer to them. And like, they don't seem to care about like how he feels or like if he needs something, they're just like, Oh, that sounds, sounds tough. Goodbye. Um, and I think that is frustrating to him. Uh, and he only has sort of realized that that's a dynamic that is common in his life because Cody is not that way. Um, and Cody actually seems to like care about how Hank feels and like what Hank thinks about things as opposed to just like, you're funny. So I like having you around. Everything about this friendship is so good. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got some some ideas for the, the questions, I think. Yeah, I think so. My first question is, who first got you into the Scouts or more generally the Great Outdoors? Uh, I do. I think it was probably Fred's dad. I think maybe it was a started off as a he had to work and, you know, not having another parent, you know, especially with not having another parent around, having to do some extra jobs uh, and sort of like, you know, couldn't you know didn't necessarily want to do child you know childcare wanted her to do something that she might enjoy and so sort of started out as a this is you know I don't want to leave you alone so this is a you know supervised thing but then like she genuinely started to love it even if maybe it was started out being like I think maybe it started out being this I know my dad I know I have to do this thing and I want my dad to be happy because he wants me to be happy and you know that weird complicated thing of of you know parent-child relationships but then genuinely she grew to love it uh and I think yeah along with that I think I'm gonna I'm gonna steal from my own life and and do that she goes fishing with her dad because that that that's something that means a lot to me and I would really like to see that in her I think and then yeah for the uh what do you have to give up to spend as much time as nature as you do I think it's relationships with other people I think for one reason or another, it's really just her and her dad. I don't think she 
consciously, like I said, misses other people. I think maybe, especially, I think maybe she maybe went out of that comfort zone to sort of have a friendship with George. And once George started pulling away, it was kind of like, a, oh, OK, this is this is how this works. So I'm just not going to try that again. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, you know, who knows unconsciously how she feels about that. But I think she gives, you know, she doesn't do you know, plays or sports or anything. She just does scouts and her own little like things. Like maybe she even tells her dad, like she's going with people places, but she just goes out on herself and and wanders and stuff. I think that is very sweet and sad. Okay. Um, so George, uh, her first question is what motivates your bullying? So I think we know she needs to feel superior, smarter, cooler, older, wiser, you know, um, so that no one sees how deeply, deeply insecure she is about like nearly every facet of her life. Um, I think she, uh, more aware of class than like the average person her age. So she's like very aware that her family is poor. And the second question is, how do you feel when you hurt others? And um, I think George actually, she really doesn't see herself as a bully, right? She's the victim. <laughs> um, and she actually, like whenever she is being mean to someone or one-upping someone with her lies, she's kind of thinking of it as a competition more than like picking on someone. Like she thinks they're both playing a game. Um, and so when she sees evidence that like someone is actually hurt by something she said she like freaks out and feels really bad and like guilty but doesn't really know how to express that i just need all these kids to be in therapy oh (laughs) babies Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel dean Our Kids on Bikes game features C.J. Linton as the GM, Ella Mock as Cody Thompson-Lee Garcia-Smith, Percival Hornack as Hank Boswell, Emma Covert as Fred Hudson, and Esther Yumiko as George Prevanathan. Kids on Bikes was written by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski and published by Hunters Entertainment with Renegade Game Studios and Infectious Play Publishing. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DNDramaNerds. Check out cast bios on our website, DungeonsAndDramaNerds.com. And tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and DramaNerds. Nerds.